And welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train, Jared Freed, coming to you live from the quarantine cabin in Boca Raton, Florida. That's right. Every Monday and Thursdays, we're here with your emails, your stories, your questions. And I say it every episode. I'll say it again. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. That's what it's all about, people. I, I talk about this a lot. The currency of this show. How do you get your ha's on a weekly basis? Well, this is how you do it. You spread the word. You tell the the the, the villagers about the, the this guy named J-Train that's screaming from the top of his lungs. Come on, people. Make it your Instagram story. This is the time of year. People need it. You want to put your brain on the shelf for an hour. Just get let Papa JT. I'm right on the wheel. I'm looking out the window. I'm driving. And listen, if you're on YouTube, hi, YouTube land, comment for me on YouTube. Hit that comment. Put a boom. Put a hey. Put a we love this show. Put an I hate this show. Let me know on YouTube.com slash Jared Free because I got great things coming to YouTube and I want you to subscribe to that channel. Also, Patreon. I'm doing three extra podcasts a week for $5 a month for the price of a cup of coffee. You can get Three extra podcasts, and one of them's called Luxury Lounge. And my dad said to me the other day, he goes, and my, this is my dad's a tough critic. He goes, I think Luxury Lounge is the best thing you're putting out there. And I was like, whoa, whoa. Because what it is, is we go in the Luxury Lounge, and you get to complain about anything, luxury problems. And no one can say to you, but what about the pandemic? No, get out of the lounge. Those complaints are for other places. The luxury lounge, and now what's happening, people are commenting on the post, and I'm reading user-generated luxury lounges. So now we're all feathering each other's nuts with lounge love. So patreon.com slash Jared Freed, patreon.com slash Jared Freed to become a part of that community. And if we get to 1,000 Patreons, I'm going to live scream The Princess Diaries. That's right. <laughs> I will go on. I love that movie, by the way. I cry at the end of that movie. Yeah, that's a little tidbit. You could hear me cry. Very excited about today's guest. An OKP on the show. She has her own podcast called Were You Raised by Wolves? But more importantly, she is the author of a (laughs) romance novel called The Holiday Breakdown. Hilarious comic. Awesome comedian, Leah Bonima. Thank you for coming on. Oh, my God. Thank you for having me. Such a pleasure. How are you? Where are you coming from? We love your blue door. What's going on? Uh, This is my entire New York apartment. This is uh, (laughs) is the the whole whole seven feet of real estate that you had in the sky. Yeah. Yes. I actually had a uh, fire extinguisher on the door because I've set three toaster ovens on fire. And I was like, let's class this up. Take it down. But I told you about it anyway. So the blue is nice. I love it. Thank you. That was for the that was for the pandemic. I was like, let's make this pretty. So you're in New York. The pandemic. How is it treating you? Are you okay? I mean, we have to start every episode this way. It's like, what's what's life right now? You you wrote. Uh, I want to let's get right into the book because I, right. I want to hear because I know you as a hilarious comic and everyone should go follow Leah at Leah Bonima. It's going to be all over my social media. But you have a book out called The Holiday Breakdown. Explain how you got here, what the book is. 
I want everyone to go buy it. I'll have a swipe up so you can buy the book. What an, what an amazing gift to yourself right now because everyone's looking for entertainment. Explain the holiday breakdown to our listeners. Hey, you're the best. Thank you. Um, so it was like f- March in uh, when we March last year in COVID and we were all in our apartments and we were like, what the what's happening? You know what I mean? Mm. And I couldn't sleep. And then I was like, I'm gonna watch Christmas. Movie. I love Hallmark Christmas movies because there's always a happy ending. You know what I mean? It is and- a gift that is wrapped literally beginning, middle, yeah. end, everything. And, and, and listen, it's for the same reason. And we kind of miss that these days. It's this procedural nature yes. of it. It's, it's why people love law and order because there is, we open the case, we discover the case, we close the case. And a lot of Hallmark movies are that way too. Yeah, they're like, oh, uh, girl in a big city, uh, working too hard, has to go home, save the family, you know, meets a, a old man with glasses who's named Chris. You know what I mean? You're like, oh my God. But I love that. I also read a lot of self-published like romance novels on the train. Well, I knew this about you. So when when I heard that the, the the holiday breakdown, which is out right now, and you can swipe up on the link I put out, <laughs> when I heard about this, I wasn't surprised. You know? Yeah, it's I do love it. Like I love those books. But so I was like, I'm just gonna write a book. I have I'm locked in my house. Um, I was like writing a horror movie and I was like, I can't write a horror movie when I feel like we're living in a horror movie. I want to write something fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I just like locked myself. I've never written a book. I think outside of the pandemic, I would have been like, oh my God, whatever I have to say is stupid. I don't want to do this. But now you're like, who gives a shit? Yeah. I'm just going to do it. So I followed the Hallmark arc. And then I, you know, I was like, my character was like, what am I in a Hallmark movie? Like, she's very aware of it. You know, I tried to, like, make it funny. Um, well, that's fun when it breaks the fourth wall. What was that? There was a horror movie that kind of did that, like the cabin on the lake or something, where it was, yes. like, looking back on itself, which that's got to be new in that Hallmark world. Like, what am I doing here, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's what I was I was like, this is so Netflix. Come on, somebody option it. And I just did it. And I didn't do, like, the books I like to read on the train. Uh, that's are just loaded with intercourse, just left, yes. right, and center. This, like a Christmas movie, it's just a lot of tension up until the end. That's it. So at the end, it gets sexy, or do you kind of insinuate? I guess we shouldn't give it away. I don't want to give anything away. I, yeah, I don't want to give it. Maybe they don't get together. Maybe it's like all. Maybe it's a. You have no idea. Flip around. Well, why? Why go no sex? What was the reasoning? for that it was i think it's because i wanted to make it a a holiday like it's like a and so i wanted to follow the format um Mm. of a movie so what i love them so much so this person big city moves to the small town that happens yeah big city girl has to move home to take care of the family business Mm -hmm. i love that i love that (laughs) because it's always like their skills are too much for what they think their skills are too much for the business at hand. It'll be like, yeah, we make wooden shoes. And they're like, I'm I'm the, I'm a sneaker engineer, though, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. and 
always like the family business maintains the entire town, even though it's like a seasonal business. You're like, what? This whole town lives off cookies. Mr. Remsen is the reason I can retire. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then I call it the holiday breakdown because she has a breakdown and her car breaks down. (laughs) Beautiful. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. And then like a hot guy shows up. With a tow truck. And I, you know, that's where it. uh, And sexual tension ensues. And sexual tension. I believe the line. And I wrote this and I giggled for like 10 hours. Um, She tries to turn her heat seater or seat heaters off in the car when he comes up to the window. And then she remembers she doesn't have. Uh, heaters in her in her seat mm. that just her uh, vagina's on fire. So, <laughs> <laughs> see, this is what people need. That's the thing. It like I can even see it from talking to you. Like you had fun writing this. This is about fun going to a place. Again, I say this about the podcast all the time. Putting your brain on the shelf and going to a place that like gets you away from kind of the realities of life. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was. It's just a good time. It's not like war and peace. You know what so, I mean? Listen, I want everyone to go check out the book, The Holiday Breakdown. It's going to be all over my social media. It's all over Leah's, at Leah Bonima on Instagram. Go, go, go follow right now. Are you ready to do some emails? <laughs> Let's do some emails. Let's do some. Uh, before we get to the emails, I'm doing some live shows here and there. JaredFree.com, JaredFree.com, JaredFree.com. West Palm Beach, that's happening. Fort Lauderdale, that's happening. So, people, come on out. JaredFree.com, JaredFree.com. Let's do it. Boyfriend choosing to masturbate over sex. Dun, dun, dun. Howdy, howdy, and feather, feather, J-Train. Buckle up and ride the emotional roller coaster with me. My boyfriend and I have been together for almost three years. He's 31, I'm 25 for reference. The first year or two, our relationship, we had amazing sex. and We had an amazing and active sex life. However, in the last year, it's been tapering to almost non-existent. We've had multiple conversations where I'm asking what I can do to help him bring up, uh, help him back up, what I can do to help him, help bring him back up, and he keeps changing the story. Some examples include he has low confidence. Okay, let's start going to the gym together more. He needs me to initiate more. Okay, I'm basically throwing myself on him and continu- he's continuously reject being and continuously being rejected. I've even bought expensive lingerie to try and seduce him, but no. He needs medical help for ED. Okay, let's go to the doctor to find options. In the last few months, though, I've been finding evidence that he's masturbating multiple times a week at least. I love that she's like, I'm finding evidence. I would just imagine her with like a big, like, like a magnifying, magnifying glass. <laughs> yeah. And like, what's this? Hard <laughs> tissue. A little dusting kit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she sees hand marks on his penis. Like, what? That doesn't seem right. This penis shouldn't have been touched for years. Okay. I confronted him about it nicely, wondering why he's not coming on to me, and he won't own up to it. Now, every time I go to the bathroom and see the lotion bottle, I'm fuming and hurting. It's like the sexual version of being hangry, and I'm about at the end of my rope. Any help and advice is welcome, please. Uh, Thank you so much for the help I've gained listening to your podcast the last couple years, and thank you in advance for the help here. So, Leah Bonima, oh. what do you think? Um, 
I do think there's this something this year, you know, with it being a pandemic and like the world falling apart that could affect somebody's ability to feel like they could have sex with somebody else. Yes. I listen. Let's start with pandemic because that's the beginning of every story. She says it's the last, um, you know, in the last year. In the last year, it's been tapering almost existent, non-existent. The, I mean, it's weird to think that we've almost been in this about a year. Yeah, so we're almost there. This all tracks. Like, I'm having less sex. I can't speak for Leah, but I'm saying I'm 10% away from anyone emailing this show. So if I'm having less sex, that means you're having less sex. That means this email isn't out of the, isn't out of left field. I think the bigger issue, and, and also the masturbating instead of sex thing doesn't really speak to me. I don't know about you. Those are two different things to me. Like, I don't think like, I, I, I don't see sex and masturbation as being a one-to-one thing. Do you? Yeah, I, I don't either. I, I, I kind of feel, I don't, I don't have a penis. Mm-hmm. Um, but what about my you, body, but, but, I, but you masturbate. I mean, like the, this is a females can masturbate too. Oh, I, I, I'm more of a like when I when I want to masturbate, I want to have sex. I don't I'm I this has gone way back for me. I don't know why I am this way, but I'll be like, I should fuck somebody. And interesting. But maybe it's different for guys and girls. Then I do think other people see it differently. I feel like guys are like, it's more like, a oh, I got to I got to get this out of me. Yeah. And it's not related to how they feel about intercourse. Mm. I mean, as far as like, I mean, I'll speak for myself, like the pressure on sex for a man is way different than the pressure they have when they masturbate. When you masturbate, it is all me. Candles lit, me just sitting out. I don't have to be quick. I don't have to be long. I don't have to be, I can go as, I can do it whenever I want. There's no one else to think of. I think like, you know, there's no, and so when you masturbate, this is like, I'm going to like, I'm as much giving myself a massage. <laughs> like, like that's yeah. exact. But when I have sex, like there's, again, there's another person. You want to make sure you please them. You want to be a man. You want to feel good about yourself that you're making someone else feel good. Do you have selfish reason, unselfish reasons for that? Um, I think it's more of the problem here is he's being so cagey about the reasons when she's trying so hard, right? Yeah, it seems the issue is more the communication about it. Hmm. Do you, I mean, have you ever been in a situation like this where you're like trying to figure it out? Like, I don't know what his reasons are, but I think there's a point where like she has to stop servicing him and service herself. Like there has to be a point where it's like, hey, I've tried all these things to have sex. It's not about whether you want sex. I fucking want sex now. Yeah. And I think also it's probably this making her feel shitty about herself. You know what I mean? And it's like I at this point have tried to make you feel good. I've tried to communicate about it. I've tried to figure it out. You're not being upfront with me. I now I need this for me. Yeah, there has to be a turn. It has to go from, hey, I got this lingerie to like get you into this to I feel badly that you are not getting into this. Like there like and also there has to be a point where she goes I might have to leave this relationship. Like there at some point you have tried everything within your power to make sex happen and now you are not being pleased. So seeing when she says the lotion bottle 
makes me fume. I don't blame you, but there has to be like, what do you, you know, I think a lot of people, people with sex become weird about making that a part of their, like, do I stay or go? Because they think it's frivolous, but this isn't frivolous. If he's not willing to meet you halfway, you have to wonder, you know, where's his compromise, right? Well, I think that being willing to meet halfway because it is the pandemic. And I remember like when I was going through a really hard time in my life, I definitely lost my sex drive. But Mm -hmm. I was able to say I'm super fucking depressed. Uh, You know what I mean? So people knew what it was. So if he could communicate about it in a straightforward way, then I think that would be different. She'd be like, "Okay, I'm going to go get some sex toys or I'm going to go to stuff, take care of myself while he's working on a ship. But since he seems to be jumping around with what the answer is, she can't even feel like she can figure out her own stuff. I love what you just said. And I kind of want to reiterate that like communication can be a one to one trade for sex. Like if she if at least if he's honest and he says, here's the reason and here's what's going on. Then she goes, cool. I'll be here waiting for you in sex town when you're ready. And maybe, I mean, I guess the response would be that he is saying it, but she doesn't believe him now because there's masturbation going on. Well, I don't feel like he said, I'm depressed. Is that something that he, he also might not have those words. Yeah, you know I, mean? I mean, well, she said examples include low confidence. That is, I don't think she, when she says, okay, let's start going to the gym together. I'm not, my confidence isn't helped by my girlfriend, you know, spotting me on the push up on the, on, on the weight <laughs> rack. Like, like, like I, 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 sometimes people try to help in the way that can't help at all. Like, like, listen, like I, when, like I, I've been working with a trainer. I've been working with a nutritionist during this whole thing that wasn't like brought on by my girlfriend being like, we're going to do it together. Like, no, 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 no. That wasn't going to be the way that I was going to get to that. You right. Know? Absolutely. So, so I, again, she writes needs medical help for ED. Okay. Let's go to a doctor, find options. Like, you know, some of this is like, I'm going to leave you be, but I also need to know that you're here with me. Like I, I can't be right now. I'm in the mindset that this is something greater because I'm seeing the hard tissues and the lotion. So you are sexually thinking right. where, where do I fit in? I think that's a question that needs to be asked. Yeah. J train podcast at gmail.com J train podcast at gmail.com here with Leah Bonima. At Leah Bonima, the holiday breakdown. You got to get this book. I want you in on this book. I want your professional psychoanalysis. Well, I am not a professional. Um, we are two people talking out of our ass, but we're going to try, okay? I've been in a lot of therapy, so I feel okay, like at this there point. There we go. <laughs> Everyone loves secondhand therapy. This is like when someone takes the trainer on uh, th- when someone's teaching a workout class outside and you listen nearby yes. like in, in bridesmaids yeah hi guys i'm not rehashing anything but i am hung up on someone that i broke things off with recently and genuinely so curious as to what you think of this i'm 23 i broke up with my boyfriend of 7 years about Ooh. 4 months ago so i have absolutely zero casual dating experience so 23 7 years that's se- 17 16. 16. 
There wow. goes my math, math degree. <laughs> Went on Tinder right away, and the first date I have is with someone fucking great. We sleep together that night and continue seeing each other like once a week for another two months. I verbalized I wasn't wanting anything more than casual. A hot chick just wants to have sex with no strings. What's better than that was his response. <laughs> what a gentleman, a Romeo. This guy's in the holiday breakdown probably. Can you imagine? Hey, I'm looking for something casual. Whoa, a hot chick who just wants to have sex with no strings attached. <gasps> Lucky me. <laughs> like, what? I ended up also meeting someone else I liked at the same time I met this guy and slept with them as well. I had an ethical obligation to tell the first guy I slept with the second guy since we were not using condoms. Yeah, I think so. Plus, you know, COVID kind of works into this, too. When I told him I, uh, he was really upset and we had a really awkward night, it probably should have ended there. But I really liked this guy for a lot of reasons and still wanted to see him. It was great for a while until one night we just didn't vibe and things fell off. Uh, felt off. I invited him over again right away to le to not leave it feeling weird, but he didn't message me back for a week. I figured he didn't want to see me anymore, and I messaged him asking for my things. I left at his house. Things get more then get more weird and awkward. He tells me my message is intense to send to. Uh, he tells me my message is intense to send someone who's just a casual sex partner, and that I also didn't reach out that week. Uh, so I ask for clarification on how he feels about me because um, now I'm confused. He proceeds to then not clarify any fucking thing and confuses me further with his message. And he, write, he wrote, honestly, I'm fine. I'm down to hang out. It's just last time I was there, I got verbally abused. The sex isn't that good that I'll just be treated like that. I have some self-respect. I go out of my way to drive and see you, then get treated like that. Then you say, can we just have sex? Nothing else. Cool. Sure. Let's do it. Five minutes later, you're manipulating me and playing mind games. That's what he wrote, she's saying. The manipulation he's referring to is that I sent him a picture of myself in which he ignored, so I posted it to my story to see if he would reply. He did. That message messed me up emotionally for a couple days. I loved our sex, and I did not abuse this guy in all, at all in any way. I decided if it's, it's not worth the struggle at this point and let go, but I still think of him, and it's been more than a month since that. P.S., when we were on a date, he almost made me pay for half of his fries I ate, so I just paid for the whole bill. I remember this when I start to miss him, and it saves me from texting him every time. So, Leah, what do you think of this situation? What comes to mind here? I immediately feel like... Uh, she was like, hey, this is where I am. This is what I want. He was like, oh, that's cool. And then when she actually was saying exactly what she meant and she was upfront that she had sex with somebody else because she was like being responsible, I think his feelings got hurt. Mm -hmm. And then he is saying like shitty things to her to make her feel bad because he feels bad. Like saying the yeah. sex wasn't good and you manipulated me. I, I, I think he's just being hurtful on purpose. Yeah, I'm with you. I think... I think this happened. I'm not going to I'm not blaming her, but I think you have to believe people when they tell you something. So the when the problem becomes casual means something different to everybody. So she's like, I want casual. Then he goes, yeah, that sounds great. What's better than a hot chick who just wants no string attached? Then he realized what that meant that, you know, like he, he I think like hearing something and then seeing something are two different things like he heard that and thought oh cool i get to be out here and play in the field and he didn't think well that also means you're playing the field right. 
And again, I'm not defending that. I'm just saying what he thought. And then he got put face to face with his own emotions. He got a little butthurt and he was like, well, I'm going to try and be destructive to you. The problem she has is she says, um, I, it probably should have ended there, but I really like this guy for a lot of reasons. And it's like, that is when you become a little selfish because when someone hears, oh, that's the, you know, when you see that someone reacts badly to your version of casual, that's the moment to go, okay, we're looking for two different things. Even if you like the person, like I, you know, I've been in that situation where I've been on like multiple dates with, with someone and then I'm like at the point where like, hey, maybe we should probably push through to like being more physical. But I'm like that person, I think, sees the physical as something meaning that we're more than than I think it will be. So I'm going to back out of physical like you have to give up something to get what you want. I, but I don't think that makes it OK that he uh, said these shitty nagging no. things to her. No, no, no. The, because he was still is, acting like he wanted to be casual. He wasn't totally. like, oh, I realize that I'm in deeper. He was still like, oh, I'm casual. So she's like, we're casual. And then he's being, as you said, butthurt. I agree with you. No, what His response is immature. It's awful. I'm, I'm saying, like, if you're going to, like, I think we have to be aware of how we're acting as we're doing it. Like, you can't, again, she's writing this email in, in with with hindsight, so you know, all of us have made this mistake. Like, I'm not saying she's wrong, but it's like, listen, she says she's brand new to the dating game. She tells someone I want to be casual. He takes it as one thing. Then he sees what it is. He acts like an asshole. She's like, but I kind of like him. So let's see what happens. It's like, let's see what happens as this casual thing. And it's like, I, I, and then he acts as an asshole. And it's like, I just think it's like, I've been in that situation where you're like, nope, this is what I want. And someone agrees to it again and then gets mad at it again. Have you ever had that happen? Oh, absolutely. Like, absolutely. And and you keep trying. I, it's like this is more a warning that like is very difficult to figure out. Like I wish I had figured it out earlier where it's like you can't have different by repeating what you did before. I absolutely agree with you. And I'm just adding on because I know as a woman, I've had people mm. all of a sudden say these mean things to me, which looking back, I know it's because we were on this different thing. But yeah. in the moment, I still believed what they said. And it's, yeah. it's he's acting out of being hurt. Don't listen to the sex was bad shit. Don't oh, listen yeah. to any of that. That's garbage. He's being mean because he feels un. Bad he's trying himself. to he's trying to hurt you with the weapon that hurt him. Yes. You know, you know, he's like, oh, I got to hurt emotionally now. I, yeah. Everything he's saying is bullshit. It's just like when it comes to these again, casual is so difficult because it's like it's like, oh, we should all. Oh, if you're in for casual, then I'm in. Oh, we all get it then. And it's like, no, no, no. It's not as simple as that. Casual can be just as difficult as a relationship it, it, it is a relationship it's just a different form yeah it's a different kind of relationship the j train podcast is brought to you by features oh 
features. I love these socks. Listen, people, you don't think about these items, your underwear, your socks, the little things that make you feel more comfortable living your everyday life. And I'm telling you right now, it's important. You have socks that are old. You have socks that are slipping down your ankles. You have socks that you're just dealing with because Again, who thinks about socks? Well, that's why we're here for you. To perform at your best, you need to feel your best from head to toe. Features has solely focused on making the best high-performance socks for the last 20 years. Their socks have a custom-like fit that conforms to the unique shape of your foot, and it prevents issues you have with conventional socks. No more bunching, slipping, or blisters. It's like having a second skin. I'm telling you right now, I love these socks, and I love how many different options they have. You can get the high ones. You can get the low ones. You can get the no-shows. I am such a fan of these that I keep asking for them to send me more because they're sponsoring the show. I'm into them. <laughs> Features are engineered to help you achieve your best every day, whether you're working out or on the go. The biggest thing I like is the high socks stay up. That is a problem because especially with dress socks, and I know a lot of you probably aren't thinking of dress socks right now, but it's coming. You're going to be going back to work. You're going to be doing events. Get those dress socks from Features, and they look good when they're staying up on your ankle. Targeted compression acts like a hug around an arch of your foot, keeping the sock in place and preventing it from sliding down into your shoe. The anatomical design conforms to the left and right shape of the foot, creating a custom-like fit that keeps the sock in place so you can focus on your workout. Plus, get a lifetime guarantee. Features are so durable and long-lasting that if you're unsatisfied at any point, they'll give you a replacement pair, no question asked. And the best part is this is a family-owned business that's been passed down from father to sons. Their mission to create products that help you achieve your personal best. CY Features has quickly become the number one running sock in America. For listeners of the J Train Podcast, you can receive 10, 10, 10, $10 off your first pair of features by going to features.com using my code JTRAIN. That's $10 off your first pair when you go to F-E-E-T-U-R-E-S.com, promo code JTRAIN at checkout. Again, that's features.com. Use my code JTRAIN to get $10 off your first pair of features. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. For a lot of us, our home is now more than just our home. It's our office, people. Right now, you're working from home, and it's not the easiest thing in the world. You got to create a space for yourself. You got to make sure you go to the office and get ready for the biggest difference right now when you're working from home is getting yourself charged up for a day. You used to have your commute or your subway ride or whatever it was that kind of got you warmed up to be ready to be thinking. Now it's like roll out of bed, you're in the computer and it's like, oh, hey, everybody. And it's like, it hits you fast. If you're a business owner or a people manager, Home might also be where you do your hiring. That's where ZipRecruiter comes in. ZipRecruiter makes hiring faster and easier because you can do it all from one convenient place. ZipRecruiter.com slash JTrain. No matter where you're hiring from, ZipRecruiter does the work for you. How? ZipRecruiter's matching technology scans thousands of resumes and profiles to send you the most qualified people for your job. If you're really interested in a candidate, you can even invite them to apply for your job. With one click, ZipRecruiter sends them an email for from you, and you stand out from the competition. It's no wonder that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. That's a huge deal. It's hard to find the right person, and if ZipRecruiter can help you do that, that's what you want to do. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for 
for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash JTrain. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash J-T-R-A-I-N. All you need is Wi-Fi to try it for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash JTrain. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. JTrain Podcast at gmail.com. JTrain Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Leah Bonima. The holiday breakdown. Go, go, go. Get involved with the holiday breakdown. A new book. Let's do it. Friends, lovers, nothing. I moved back home from NYC during quarantine and instantly was thrown into my old friend group. Since I had gone, uh, been gone a few years, some new guys were added into the mix I hadn't met yet. Right off the bat, um, right off the bat, I hit it off with one of them. We hooked up. We went on a few dates, but I ended up pretty quickly because I could tell we were not long-term match. He was looking for something more serious. I also had a pit in my stomach every time we hung out because I could tell he was falling for his best friend. We met at the same time, but I initially wasn't drawn to him probably because his friend pursued me at pretty... Oh, because I, to tell I was falling for his best friend. So I also had a pit in the stomach because every time we hung out, because I could tell I was falling for his best friend. We met at the same time, but initially I was initially, I initially, this is like your romance novel. She hooks, up, <laughs> she hooks up with the new guy and then falls in love with his best friend. We met at the same time, but I initially wasn't drawn to him probably because his, his friend pursued me pretty heavy. But as we talked and hung out, I realized we had a ton of chemistry. Every time we were around each other, random people assumed we were dating because it was always laughs and flirting. We would spend long drunk nights talking about nonsense, deeper things, etc. But I never crossed the line into hooking up or even kissing because he was someone he was seeing someone. I deserve a medal. It was hard. Ha ha ha. I have been vulnerable with him in the past, telling him how I feel because I think honesty is the best policy. A few times he has told me he has feelings for me, but obviously the timing is not there since he is in a relationship. He even opened up that he is in this relationship because it was a situationship for so long and he didn't feel ready to move it forward, but it just kind of did because of the time put in. Quarantine and this girl is friends with his sister. For reference, she does not live in the same state as us. Okay. I eventually had to tell him the flirting had to stop because it went from fun to stressful for me since I knew I really liked this guy. He apologized, said he would uh, chill, which he did, but we still constant, occasionally slip into it from time to time. I'm a guilty participant. Well, so is he. Um, I'm about to move to a new state in a few months and thought I was ready to leave this behind. Uh, but have been trying to have been trying to decide if it's worth putting it all on the line before I go. Every time I or other people talk about where I'm moving. This guy will chime in and say, I would love to live there, or I could move there. He was drunkenly spilling his feelings to my other guy friends, saying that I'm the perfect match for him, but he thinks I'm out of his league. I kind of like feel like that's a BS line, but I'll let Jared decide. Yeah, that's BS. He also... <laughs> He also told me that it bothers him. I chose his friend instead of him. I, I honestly can't blame him for feeling that way. I think I would too. So I guess a few questions. Do you think this is just a guy in a relationship trying to blow off some steam while flirting? Or do you think there's something here that we are both dancing around? Do you think I need to be patient and wait to say something when he breaks it off with his girl? Um, or should I say something before I leave? Thank you for the clarity in advance. Been driving me wild for months. What do you think? Leah, this is like, this is a romance novel. This is a romance novel. And, um, you know, I immediately had a very strong reaction to this. I'm just going to say it. it could be totally wrong. My reaction is you told him how you felt. Uh, 
cut it off, move. If he actually wants to do something, he would end the relationship and follow up with you. He's like dicking around. He's wasting your time. I mean, his his relate. I agree with you completely. His relationship with his last with his current girlfriend should tell you exactly how he pursues things conveniently. He was it was a long time hookup that he just like was like, ah, I guess I'll do this. I guess with the quarantine and because, you know, my sister, can you imagine being with someone who was like, I knew the minute I felt uh, that we were I knew we should be together when I felt the most obligated. Like, (laughs) that's not (laughs) that's not fun. But and, and so what he's doing now is he's getting having his cake and eating it, too. He gets to have the girlfriend that. You know, he checks in with once a day and that's fine. And then he gets to have the fun flirting with you. And he's already admitted when he admits his feelings for you. That's the minute he is cheating on his other girlfriend. So like, like, I don't buy that. Like he admitted his feelings, but we can't move forward. From, like, no, he admitted his feelings for you to keep you on the hook because he liked getting flirted with, with by you. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, so I and and what's going to happen? What is going to happen? Are you going to go and become boyfriend girlfriend because of this like flirt or whatever and then you move away and then he sits there promising you that he's going to move there one day and he doesn't until the next most convenient thing happens for him? I don't think so. I think I agree with Leah. Cut it off. End it. I would even like I I think when he says these things of like you chose my friend I think that's all like flirty manipulation tactics like it, I hate the word manipulation for it because I do think that could be a flirty like oh chose my friend it's like a good way to let you know that you like them but it's also a bad thing when you're in a relationship to be like saying those things because you're keeping someone who wants to find someone on the hook yeah and she let the friend go yeah. And he's in a relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, and it's like, listen, cut him off. Go move to your new city. He's going to message you. He's going to DM you. He's going to text you when his thing ends. And you have to say to yourself with every move by this guy, is this convenient for him or is this inconvenient? If it's inconvenient, he's trying to make something happen for real. But it seems like all his moves are convenient. Yeah, it feels like his friend's sister is going to, like, set up his wedding. You know what I mean? He's just, like, going to go with it. And he's going to suck all your energy on the side while you're being like, well, is he going to do this? Is he going to do that? Yeah. JTrainPodcast.gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Here with Leah Bonima. Some of these emails are too long to read. At Leah Bonima on Instagram, the <laughs> holiday breakdown. Holiday breakdown. Why am Get I just involved. singing everything? <laughs> let's do a let's do a a lifestyle question. We love a lifestyle question. <clears throat> hey J Train, quick question: When it when slash is it acceptable to follow a newish coworker on Instagram? I've made friends with multiple people at my company, so it's not uncommon to hang out outside of work. However, since going fully remote because of COVID, it's been harder to get to know people. I feel like me and this coworker are super friendly during our virtual meetings, talking about personal lives, what we did on the weekends, celeb gossip, etc. But I'm worried I'm overstepping by hitting that follow button on IG. What do you think? Creepy or just go for it? Leah, what do you think? 
Uh, I would normally say just go for it, but sometimes people are creepy and they don't realize it. And since I can't be there to be like, I don't know, are you creepy? Mm. <laughs> I think you go for it. I think all of us are like, I, 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 again, we're doing this podcast over Zoom. We're finding new ways to connect with other people in ways we never thought we would do before. Like, you know, the idea of doing a podcast over Zoom or over like any type of like video chat, I'd be like, no, how am I going to know when to talk? How am I going to know when to like, and we're, and then we figured it out and now it's pretty good, you know? So I think like to say, like, I think you open, I always encourage if you're going to reach out to someone and it feels uncomfortable to call out the uncomfortable. Hey, just felt like we had a lot in common with celeb gossip. I always like talking to you about blank show. Just wanted to say, hi, I hope this isn't overstepping. Like call it out. Yeah, I love that. That was my follow-up thought that like, I think that you should just say it to them. I want to yeah. friends on Instagram. Don't, some people don't like being, you know, on social media with coworkers. Let me know. Let me know if this is, and, and, you know, very unlikely that they're like, yeah, this is too much for me. Like, it's very unlikely, but like, just like saying like, Hey, also, and I'll say this, I know this is kind of, this might be seem like bad advice, but like talk some shit. You know, like, hey, how about this other coworker? Um, they suck, right? Like, that is the great, like, to me, talking shit is like the great, like, connector for a lot of people. So it's like, hey, how about that stupid idiot and that hat they wear on Zoom every day? Can you believe they haven't shaved since the beginning? Like, I don't know. Like, but also, but more importantly, like, hey. I know this is weird. I don't mean to come out of left field, um, but we always have good chats in the beginning of the meeting. I just figured I'd connect here. Boom. Yeah, I think that's perfect. Because you're acknowledging podcast. that some people love their separate. Sorry. You were yeah. Going. No, no, no. I, I think that's a big point too. acknowledge that like this isn't for everybody. Yeah. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Figs. Figs has a mission making sure healthcare professionals have some awesome scrubs so they can look their best, feel their best, and perform at their best. Forget boxy, itchy cotton scrubs. Figs are engineered with athletic apparel functionality and are also ridiculously soft and comfortable. Win, win, win. I'll tell you right now, I have the Figs pants. They are so comfortable. They look good. You can wear them out. They don't look like I you know, stole them from a doctor I knew once. No, they're like good-looking pants. And I'll say this also, Figs is one of the most appreciative um, sponsors that we have, appreciated sponsors we have. People are so excited that they, and, and this is healthcare professionals. I hear back from healthcare professionals who are like, this is a huge deal to be able to get a deal on these things, to be able to get a little bit of a discount because they feel so good in them going to work in them. They're probably have one. I, I'm sure the healthcare professional in your life has one a week and they save it for a big day or they save it for a nice day or a day they want to feel great. Why don't you help someone in your life who works in that industry feel good every day of the week, get them involved with figs or one extra day that they didn't have before. Figs has finally brought scrubs in the 21st century with a focus on design function and comfort. Figs has a special proprietary Fion X fabric that features Silvader, an antimicrobial and four-way stretch technology. They're also moisture-wicking, anti-wrinkle, and are ridiculously soft, plus lots of pockets. Some of their styles include over 10 pockets, which is incredibly useful when you have a stethoscope, pens, a pen light, scissor, tape, alcohol pads, and your headphones, so you can listen to me on your on your rounds. That's right. These, these people have like, these, these are functional people. I love figs because they do the right thing. Their core scrubs are available 360 five days a year they never go out of stock and you can mix and match any of their scrubs for a quick wardrobe refresh so 
If you're one of the awesome humans who work in the healthcare industry, Figs wants you to wear the scrubs you deserve and enjoy 15% off your first order with the code JTRAIN15 at checkout. And if you're not working on the front lines, thank someone that is with the best scrubs in the world because Figs will give you 15% off too. Head to wearfigs.com. That's W-E-A-R-F-I-G-S.com. Wearfigs.com. Enter promo code JTRAIN15. That's promo code JTRAIN15 at checkout. And love your scrubs. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Leah Bonima. Let's do this one. Okay. Bumble Ghost. You ready? I'm ready. I was recently talking to someone on Bumble who seemed funny and we hit it off. Kept talking throughout the day. Then he asked for my Instagram. We both followed one another. After this, he completely stopped answering me. I'm no Giselle. I'm also confident in my looks and many other great qualities. So I don't understand the Harry Houdini bullshit. And my question is twofold. Can I just remove the dude from both apps? Both apps. There's no reason to stay connected to a stranger. Oh, from Instagram and the dating app. There's no reason to stay connected to a stranger slash ghost and no need to ask questions or have a dialogue about it. Why do guys jump the next platform before getting your number or asking you out? Do they become disappointed when they see I'm not real, uh, nearly nude in every other photo? P.S. I've messaged you before so clearly uh, in dire need of some brotherly wisdom. Thank you in advance. She actually sent some pictures of herself. She's very pretty. Um, there's no reason that anyone would look at her profile and go, ah! you know, like she looks great. But also they match with you on a dating app. So and then they wanted to go to from conversation to Instagram. So they're attracted to you. So like I, what what's the problem with this is it gets confusing because it's like, you looked at me, then you asked to look at me again, and now you've ghosted, and it's like, it must be my looks. I don't believe it's about looks at all. Leah, any thoughts? My thought is, and I actually, this isn't even just with when I look back at my dating life. Um, it's also with friends. I mm. think across the board, to get rid of energy that makes you feel like shit about yourself. Like, if you just yeah. have to spend time being like, what happened? What did I do? It's not fucking worth it. Cut it out. Drop him from both things. You don't want to feel that way. I'm with you 100%. That's her first question. Can I remove this dude from both apps? Remove. Remove. Remove the trash. Get rid of the trash. Take it. Take out the bin. Because this, every, the problem with the internet and when we don't get rid of these people is now we've allowed these bad trigger things to hide behind bushes. To jump out at us when we're having, you could be having a great day and then all of a sudden his picture pops up with another woman and now you're down the path of you versus her, which it wasn't even about. And it's like, why even let that reality come to life? I absolutely agree. Cut it out. Any Anytime yeah. you have a feeling of like you start questioning yourself and da da da, get it, get it out. Get rid of it. So why do guys jump to the next platform before getting your number asking you out? Do you have any thoughts on this? I mean, I have been with the same person for, <laughs> I don't know. I know. Maybe they're this trying right. to get more followers. She writes, do they become disappointed when they see I'm not nearly nude in every other photo? It they When guys are looking for casual, they're looking for a vibe of casual, and they're also looking to build trust. So you're not nearly nude in every picture. They're looking for you to be posting and responding to Instagram story. I, 
I guess I'll take back something I just said. The the vibe of whether you're in bathing suits or not, it doesn't matter. They're looking to go to another platform where they can string out the amount of time it takes to be someone that needs to go on a first date with you. Mm-hmm. They want you to consider them an option in the way they're making you an option. So what they're doing is they're like, oh, now we're connected on Instagram. I'll respond to their Instagram stories. Maybe I'll respond when they're out. Hey, now you can see when they're out at a bar having fun and drinking. Now I'm out at a bar and I'm out and drinking. Where should we meet up? You, we already, When you own the knowledge that someone finds you attractive, and again, you match on a dating app. So I don't care how attractive you think they are. That's what they own. It, they, they own, they match with me on dating app. They think I'm attractive. So it's not, that's a bad thing to let people own as we're learning with dating apps. It's it's not really good for someone who's looking to get to know someone and go on dates because now that they own that you're attracted to them, now we're connected on Instagram. Now I see when you're out and if I'm out and it's convenient for me, I know someone who has said they're attracted to me is out and I can pursue them. Basically, they've created a place where they can't be turned down for being ugly. They can just get turned down for being a hornball, which is an easier way to get turned down. Isn't it amazing in this story that women just walk away feeling like they weren't attractive enough? And what I'm hearing you saying is that men are feeling like, oh, she thinks I'm attractive. I'm going to be attractive. And whereas women are like, am I not good enough? (laughs) I mean, it's a, there's a lesson in that where it's like the other person's feelings don't matter. And 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 uh, other person and what I mean is the guy the guy's not doing things based on you. All of this is about him. It's all selfish. If she acted a little more selfish and was like, "Well, no, I'm not giving you my fucking Instagram. That's for my friends." Like, I don't even know you yet. You can take my number and you can take me out like a person that I would want to date. Then she wouldn't even be in this scenario, but that comes from being a, as selfish as he was. Yeah, and I think that's such a good takeaway because I do think um, I see it with younger women. I think it's uh, becoming less and less, but definitely yeah. um, that we have to be like, this is what I want. I'm not uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable with this other shit because the other person is just thinking about themselves. So think about you, just yeah. like Jared just said. If you think about yourself and you go, especially think about what you want. Like, and you cannot know what you want, but you can have an idea of how you want to be treated. Yeah. You know, what you want and how you want to be treated can be two different things. I just want someone to, like, make me feel good about going on the date with them. You know, that it could be as small as that. And the minute they go to Instagram, it doesn't make me feel good. I'm So I'm not going to agree to the place that I don't feel good just because, you know, what maybe, you know, a lot of people write into this podcast, should I? Is it too much? Is it too this? against what barometer like it doesn't matter yeah i this is sort of related it's related Mm. in the feeling but it's my ex-boyfriend i always felt like um i wasn't the only woman you know what i mean and even though we were very serious and i and my takeaway after that relationship ended was i don't ever want to fucking feel like that again i trust you 100 percent. do what the fuck you want but if i start feeling like that i'm out i don't want to be in a place so like that's my rule. If I feel that way, I fucking leave. So it's like have what you want and then if it's not that anymore, go. I I mean this is a very different scenario, but this just happened before we started taping. I 
for The Bachelor, I put out all these stories. And when someone responds to me, ha ha or LOL or or acts in a way, sometimes people respond to me because they think they're responding to their friend and like they respond to me by accident. And then I if they're not following me, whether it's an accident or they're like, hey, what about like sometimes people send me charcuterie stuff and I'm, they're like, do this one. And I'm like, so, you know, my joke and you don't follow me. So at what point do I get paid for you having the enjoyment of my joke that you enjoyed so much that you messaged me? Right. So I say to them, I, I try to say it in a non, you know, aggressive, non-emotional way. I say, you forgot to follow. That's all I say. And sometimes people get it and they're like, oh my God, I, I, uh, of course. Sometimes people are like, follow for a follow. And I'm like, oh, you don't get it. Like, I'm not going to write. And, I, and then I block them. Or sometimes they don't follow back and they just say, oh, it's my bad and just don't follow. And I blocked them too. And I had someone call me out saying that I was thin skin on Twitter. That This person that I blocked went to Twitter to say I was thin skin. And I was like, yeah, I'm thin skin. If, if, if owning your worth is thin skin, then yes, I'm thin skin. Like I put out a product. You, I have to be paid on that at some point. You either care about that payment or you don't. And it's like, you, if the world wants to call you thin-skinned for owning your feelings, then that's their problem. That's okay. But it's a, it's okay to also deal with your emotion unemotionally. Like, I don't – if someone doesn't want to follow me, good for you. But I also don't have to have you checking into my store and browsing all the time. You know, like uh, – Yeah, this – I abs- – this – exactly. You were saying and, this is a tangent, but it's exactly that. You were allowed yeah. to set up the world in which you want to function. Totally. It's J train podcast. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Here with Leah Bonama. Leah Bonama at Leah Bonama. The holiday breakdown. That's the book. <laughs> I want everyone to go buy it. It's going to be all over my social media. Okay, let's do an email with an attachment. I forwarded it to you. You got it? I didn't get it yet. No? Ah, there it is. Okay, ready? Yeah. It was only five dates to respond or not to respond. Long-time listener, first-time emailer. Your sage wisdom to others has guided me through many heartbreaks past. I need your help deciding whether or not to entertain a full, a fat, full-page paragraph breakup text. <laughs> Context is quite short. My first COVID time, a.k.a. what I referred to as dating in lockdown, um, uh, met on Hinge, um, some good back and forth banter, went on a date after the first date. I wasn't too sure if I was interested, but the conversation kept going and we were very and we very quickly ended uh, up hanging out four times over two weeks. Each hangout felt like we were building intimacy and growing closer. I was trying to take it slow, but there was this momentum and after a few dates, we slept together. There were many sweet moments and I told him by the fifth date that I liked him. The last date was the best one. We cuddled and fucked and watched John Tucker must die from a <laughs> 2020 lens he went back he went back to his hometown in october and i felt the energy shift when we last saw each other i told him that i had a great time getting to know him and hoped we could keep seeing each other when he came back after that i could feel in the text he was distancing himself he wasn't reaching out anymore especially once he was there i figured he was ghosting me and i stopped trying two weeks ago it sucked but what can you do there's always another one right I was out for my daily walk today and we and we saw each other. I wasn't sure if it was him, but caught someone looking at me across the street, laugh to themselves and pick up their pace as to as if to, to deliberately avoid someone. 
Turns out it was him because I got this text. I can't decide if it's genuine, uh, sprinkled with some guilt and honesty. I feel a bit violated. I wasn't looking for anything serious. The more I spent time with him, the more I wanted to. So what do you make of it? Is it some genuine kindness masking guilt? I keep getting these types of texts from guys, and I'm really trying to do the work to dis- dispel whatever energy I'm attracted uh, attracting, I liked him, but this text feels a bit cowardly and gross. On f- oh, further context, I recently got let go from my job. I'm sorry about your job, but uh, you're the king of content. We grateful, uh, we are grateful your hustle. So she felt she was ghost. Then she got this text from him. I'm gonna read it. You ready? Yep. Hey, Mel, I got back into Toronto last night. I hope the last couple of weeks have been going okay for you and either you've been snatched up by some new agency that recognizes your worth or you're striving out on your own freelance where I know you know your worth or you're just taking your sweet time and enjoying yourself with whatever you want. I'm sorry for being a little MIA this last little while. I've started to get more serious with someone and I didn't want to John Tucker everyone. I hope you know that I think you're a funny, smart, and cool person though, so it's truly nothing personal, but I can't date you right now. But if you see me around the neighborhood, you're 100% welcome to say hi. There's a lot of um, douchiness to this text. And not just because they add OUs from being Canadian. (laughs) Yeah, well... The OUs are the worst part of it all. <laughs> this is a, this is like, this text, it, how, what do you think, Leah Bonima? Because I, I, it doesn't sit well with me. This is in the land of like, like, it's like almost like a super professional send away text that's not professional at all. It's like, the, I don't, I don't like it. Yeah. It, it absolutely rubs me wrong. I immediately, you know, my, response is always like maybe a little too far but i mean it was no, like don't, don't even text this fucking guy back i was kidding about the ou by the way i went to school in canada my canadian peeps out there thank you for your four years of great health care i <laughs> um i just like ate she saw him and he ignored her on the street so and then he was like uh send this thing being like feel free to say hi okay okay mr spineless you just fucking hid from me on the street and then, oh, yeah. I don't want to John Tucker must die you. I can't date you right now. I just would be like, don't do me any fucking favors. I like you were saying, it feels I don't like the tone. It's very douchey because they're trying to be so like shiny, happy. It, it would make me feel condescended to. Well, yeah, it's it's a totally condescending text because he doesn't take any ownership of doing the wrong thing. Like he never once like it's not it's no coincidence that they see each other outside. Then all of a sudden he's sending a text to make sure his ass is covered. It only cares about him. This is a narcissistic text. Like you're going to you're going to see someone and then you don't say hello because if he had said hello, he would have had to go up to her personally and say and had the story straight right away. This is all lies. Oh, I started with someone new. We don't know if that's true. That's just the way he gets out of it and being the dick. Like, oh, I guess love found another way is is his is his like crutch. The reality is 
You you didn't go a little MIA. You fucking disappeared the minute after we had our fifth date and we had sex and we had this great night together and you never once came to me on your own and on your own like merit on your own uh energy and and apologize. If this text had opened with I fucked up, I'd be easier on him. Like if he was just like I fucked up, um I ghosted, I'm not proud of myself. You're, uh, I, I enjoyed my time with you, but obviously we're not the match because I, you know, I acted in a way that took me away from you and I'm sorry for that. Like that's a different text than excusing, like to create maybe a fake relationship to be like, no, 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 no. Well, this is why it happened. It's not you. It's me. You know, like what? I also don't like that he starts off being like, hey, I care about your job. You chin up, girl. Like, she's got friends. You know what I mean? That's not his responsibility. It's I not- totally agree. And it's a way of him kind of faking that he's a good guy. He's dressing up as a good person. But it's like, dude, if you knew to write this text, then you also knew when you were ghosting and you didn't want to be serious with someone. And th- after she said... I think it's even okay. Like she said, I liked, I told him I liked him on the fifth date. Then he went home. Hey, you said you said some pretty serious things on the last date. I want to let you know that I'm here for casual. That's even okay. But I would assume that he was basically doing similar manipulations as this whole relationship went on to get her to I like you. So I'm assuming like if he acts like this afterwards, he was acting like this before. Yeah, I would assume that, too. I think that's very astute. I would also assume that it's not like he just met somebody. He got caught. She saw him on the street. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. Like, you were dating two people at once, while so- and then I told you I liked you. You didn't think to say, oh, wait, but you should know I'm seeing other people. Yeah. Like, that's the moment to say it. The moment it was hard for him to say things, he chose not to. And then he chose to put it all in this text to make his life easier in the future. So if he sees you again, he can face you instead of running away. That should tell you everything you need to know. Should you text back? If it's me, I text back with a breakup because that at least tells him not to text back randomly. Like if you leave it like this, a guy like this can rationalize, hey, been a while when that relationship breaks up. I would want to let him know, hey, Listen, we're broken up. Um, I, I kind of don't want to see someone who would just disappear off the face of the earth and have to do this after they saw me out in public and won't even come say hello to my face. Yeah, I think it's whatever who, the letter it's writer, either, what, It's what either way, yeah. feel better because you don't have to text him back. No. It's fucking done. I'm with you. You don't have to. I'm just saying if you wanted to make sure that, hey, your text coming to, text to this phone will not be returned kindly. A breakup here will make it so you don't have to deal with him in the future, hopefully. Right. I do feel like if you wanted to be like, I saw you on the street. What is, uh, can't say it to my face, but that's why somebody like me who would maybe not know how to, that's why I would be like, maybe I just won't text back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, to each their own. I'm just saying, like, a guy like this, if he sends a text like this, he'll send the next one that is as irrational, as dickish, as up his own ass as this one was. I hate these kind of texts because he starts with nice things. Like, oh, you're dry. You know, you're like, yeah. oh, eat a dick, buddy. The snake oil salesman. Snake this oil. 
Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Leah Bonama, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I wish I knew this stuff when I was in my young 20s. Let me say that. The <laughs> Listen, I, I wasted. It's easier said than done. That is always the case on this podcast. It's easy for mm-hmm. us to talk out of our ass about our, other people's relationships than it is to talk about our own. But Leah, you're fantastic. Everyone go follow Leah at Leah Bonima. The, the Holiday Breakdown, that's the book. I want you guys all to go buy it. Go support Leah. She's so funny, so fantastic. I'm Jared Freed. We're here Mondays and Thursdays. We'll be back next episode. Boom.